How would you act? How would you take action? How would your actions and belief change if you knew you were guaranteed to win, if you knew something good was going to happen based on that action? Welcome to Limitless. Welcome to the Limitless Podcast. My name is Alex. I put this together because I believe you are limitless. And I also believe and know from my own personal experience that some of the biggest limits we face are between our ears, in our own minds. And I want to help you break through those self-imposed limits. I am coming to you from a different location today, not in my usual studio location. I use studio with air quotes. The usual location I record in, I can edit it to make it sound pretty good. I'm in a different location today. There are actually open windows to the outside. There are vehicles. So you may hear some background noise. The sound quality may not be what it usually is. And we'll just work through that because one of the things I like to do is act when I'm inspired. I don't want inspiration to dry up. So these are things that I talk about on the Limitless Podcast that I, of course, I do myself. I actually take action. I don't record these things based on something I read or something I haven't done inspiration struck for this episode. I actually just read about this story that I'm going to share with you and I wanted to record right away even though I wasn't in the optimal location. Just read this story about a gal who had a terminal illness. She was making arrangements for her own funeral. Many of us don't get to do that. Yet in many cultures, they do that on a regular basis. Western culture, especially in the United States, a lot of countries like Australia, New Zealand, Canada, death in the Western culture isn't talked about. It's taboo. We avoid it. But in many other cultures, they don't talk about it in a sad, macabre way, the way that you would dread. They talk about it in a way to plan, to prepare, and to be ready for the way you want to die and how, it wants to be, how you want to be taken care of. And this helps with the people around you when you pass. Anyway, this gal had a terminal illness and she was fairly young. So she got to make her own funeral arrangements, which of course she wasn't happy about. But as she made arrangements for her funeral with the pastor who would be taking care of everything once she passed, she made him promise one thing to him, that when she was buried, there would be an open casket and she would have a fork in her hand. And she asked the pastor, I can tell by the look on your face, you're wondering why a fork. So she said, because I want people to see the fork in my hand, because throughout my life, when I went to a special occasion, dinner, a Thanksgiving, a Christmas meal, even out to dinner, sometimes with family, when it was a special occasion, when I was a child, sometimes one of my aunts or grandparents or parents, or even a friend or brother, sister would put their hand on me when I thought the meal was done and say, and they would say, keep your fork. And what that meant was that something great was on the way. And I didn't know what it was, but I had this anticipation. It could be chocolate cake. It could be an amazing dessert I've never had. It could be pie. But somebody had been through this before and they knew who was cooking or they knew the experience. And they said, keep your fork. And that anticipation just was such an amazing feeling. And I want people to see this fork in my hand as they pass to know that, well, yes, it's sad that I'm passing, but they have things to look forward to in their lives and don't stay down long and have anticipation 
because there's something great in the future. And I want them to know too that even in death, I believe there's something great for me in the afterlife. I believe in heaven, she said. And I want people to see it. And the fork in my hand says, keep your fork. There's something good coming. I read this story and I was struck immediately and I wanted to share it with you. And it was shared by a gal who actually liked the story so much and inspired her so much. And she got a fork tattoo on her arm to always remember that there is something to look forward to, that you get to choose what a mindset this is. And what an example for this gal to set. Maybe it's a made-up story. Maybe it was real. I don't know, but it's inspiring. It's an incredible mindset. And what an example for other people when you have optimism, when you have anticipation, when you take on this mindset, we all have this choice. When you take on the mindset that your future is great, that something good is waiting for you. I'm reminded of a lyric or a quote from the late, great Tom Petty, musical artist, one of my favorites, rock and roll guy, in the song Running Down a Dream. What the premise of that song for me, it just speaks to me. That many dreams we have in life don't just show up at our door. We have to run them down. And that's what the song is about. And in that song, he says, there's something good waiting down this road. And I'm picking up whatever is mine. What a mindset. Keep your fork, my friends. Everyone should keep the fork. And the story goes that everyone saw the fork in her hand at her funeral. And they all asked why. And they were all told this story. But how she believed in the afterlife and she believed something great was waiting for her, and that we should all keep our fork believing something great is waiting for us. Something great is coming. Something is on the way. What an example. What a mindset that we can all take on. I was so struck by this story. I was just having a conversation with a friend this morning about how our life moves on and how we have choices, how many people choose when they get older to become sedentary, to stop exercising, to start watching more television, to stop moving, to not travel. They give up on their dreams, their hopes. They say they're too old. They don't have enough money. They don't even make things happen in a small way. And I know somebody who was very dear to me who had big dreams when they retired, but those dreams got shattered by a number of things, including people. And basically they wilted away and I firmly believe they'd still be here if they had tackled those dreams. And I share this with you today because I want you to keep your fork. I want you to have this mentality. What are the lessons we can take from this story? First, anticipation is a super powerful force. We should always have something we're looking forward to in our lives. Always. I always have backpacking trips planned in the distant future, even if I don't have the dates I already know in 2024 where I want to backpack. Are they all going to happen? Probably not. That there were trips I took this year that I didn't plan on hap making happen. I had other trips planned and they shifted, but I had anticipation built in. I was looking for it, so I made things happen even when my plans changed. Maybe it's a trip for you. Maybe it's looking forward to next payday. Maybe it's looking forward to a day off. I remember running a call center for years. It was a tough job and I didn't like my boss. I loved my team, but I remember I had a set amount of vacation days a year and I remember looking forward to holidays and days off. And I remember when my family started camping and we would look forward to every summer, we would go camping two or three times a month, always looking forward to these things. When you have anticipation in your life, when you're looking forward to something, by the way, you may be hearing some of those background noises now, vehicles, and things in the background. I apologize if you do. But when you build anticipation into your life, 
it makes the daily hassles and when things go wrong, because rain's going to fall on all of us. Bad things are going to happen or things are going to be hard. We're going to have adversity. We're going to have hassles. We're going to deal with difficult people. When you have anticipation in your life, it diminishes those things. It makes them easier to handle. So what are you looking forward to? We all have this choice. We can all make a decision today to build our calendar to look forward to things in our life, big and small. Another lesson from this story of keeping your fork is that we're in control of our mindset and our outlook. It may be a cloudy day, but we can create virtual sunshine. I have a friend who's dealing with a partner. She's got a problem for every solution. She plays devil's advocate for everything. Now, maybe it's good to have a contingency plan and play devil's advocate sometimes when you're having a meeting about ideas. But this person has a reason why everything's going to go wrong. This person literally has a problem for every solution. They're constantly looking for misery. Now, you may not be that person. I'm not that person. But I know it's a great reminder that we are in control of our mindset, our outlook. Happiness is a choice. We can look out the door and say, oh, it's a cloudy day. It's going to stink. Or we can look out the door and say, it's a cloudy day. Hey, I'm not going to get a sunburn. It's going to be a good day. When you have this mentality to keep your fork, you are choosing to believe there's something good waiting for you. You're choosing optimism and optimism never hurts. Next, we choose our mood. I mentioned we choose our happiness. So many times we let People and things and the daily events impact our mood. Back to one of my favorite equations, E plus R equals O from Jack Canfield. E is the event, the circumstance, a mistake. Something happens in our life. Now it's out of our control. It happened. R is our response. And we are fully in control of our response. And that equals O, the outcome. So things happen. We respond. The outcome is directly impacted, affected directed by our response. So many times we let our mood get dictated by a reaction. We have reactions. Somebody cancels on us. Our reaction is to be sad or disappointed or mad. We can't always control our reaction, but we can control how we respond from that reaction. I want you to be the captain of that ship today. It's a lesson from this story. When people pass away, when bad things happen, yeah, it's sad. My reaction is sadness, but then we can respond. And I look at my my friend, actually a family member who had these goals and dreams to travel and life got cut short and I can respond. I'm sad that happened, but I can respond that I can live fully in their honor. Do not let circumstances dictate your mood. You can react, you can be down for a few minutes, but then choose to respond. Another lesson from the story is we all lead by example. This gal decided to lead by example even in death. One of the things I read in the book, The War of Art, by the way, if you're doing any creative endeavor anywhere in your life, if you have any creative ideas whatsoever, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield is mandatory reading. The War of Art. It's short. It will challenge you. It will challenge your mindset. One of the things I love that's said in this book is that as artists, which we all are, if we're creating content, if you're doing something creative in any way, One of the greatest things, if not the greatest thing an artist can do for another artist is just be an example. Create your art. This gal, even in death, chose to hold the fork, to lead by example. I hope this podcast is leading by example for you. The greatest thing I can do for my children, besides creating a legacy, is actually that. It's creating a legacy of example, example of physical fitness and travel and enjoying life and happiness and responding instead of reacting. Somebody's always watching you. 
somebody's always paying attention. I don't care who you are, how much money you make, what race you are, what religion you are, what your economic status is, what political party are, or what your pronouns are. You can be an example to somebody. It doesn't matter where you're at. The biggest mistake we make is say, no one's looking at me. I can't be an example to somebody. You can be an example because it starts one person at a time. We can choose to be an example at any time. A couple more lessons from this story about keeping your fork. Believe in your future. Have faith and have hope because optimism never hurts. But optimism is also contagious. Leading by example, believing in yourself, having faith. There's a Garth Brooks song called The Dance. And in that song, he says, I'm glad I didn't know how it all would end, how it all would go. Our life is better left to chance. I could have missed the pain, but I would have had to miss the dance. If you had a time machine, would you change things in your past? Or right now, if you were in the middle of something, you were trying something, you were doing something, but you knew it would turn out bad, would you stop? So many times we get a great experience, a learning experience from something that goes wrong. And so many times in my life, if God would have descended from the heavens and told me everything's going to work out, I would have relaxed. And I think, I have that choice right now. We all deal with stressors. I look back at so many times in my life, I was worried, I was stressed, I was pessimistic, yet everything turned out for the better. And if I knew that at the time, I would have relaxed. I wouldn't have been so stressed. My friends, believe in yourself, have faith and hope that the future is brighter than the past. Keep your fork because something great is coming. Believe it. And the last lesson from this story about keeping your fork, there's a passage in the Bible that says faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. And the greatest thing we can do for each other is love each other. Even your enemies. I was reminded of that this week by a friend that was going through a difficult time, adversity, somebody dealing with a difficult person. And she said, remember to pray for your enemies. And that's a really, really hard thing to do. Now, no matter what your spiritual beliefs are, religious beliefs, doesn't matter. The greatest thing we can give to people is love. And with that kindness, with that is empathy. All of these things are greatly missing in the world. And you don't have to go out and love the whole world. It starts with the people in your house, the people you see the most. Seeing the best in them. Amazing things happen when you see the best in somebody, when you see potential in somebody, when you point it out, when you encourage somebody. And today I want to encourage you from this story, I want to encourage you to metaphorically keep your fork because something good is waiting. Picture yourself at the Thanksgiving table. You finished your meal. It was great. And somebody leans over and says, keep your fork. Don't, don't put it under your napkin yet. And then somebody brings out the best dessert you could ever imagine. That's waiting for you, my friends. We can make these things happen. We can manifest these things through everything we talked about today, but by believing. It never hurts to have optimism. Today, I want you to believe that your future is better than your past, that something great is waiting for you, and to keep your fork. Right? Let's get an application. Reminder, wherever you listen to podcasts, will you leave a review if you can? Share the Limitless Podcast if you find someone who might benefit from it and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps us grow, helps us reach more people. And that's my biggest goal with this is just to help one person at a time break through their self-imposed limits. All right, application from today's lesson, today's episode, today's story, keeping your fork. Number one, what do you have to look forward to? Anticipation is a powerful drug. We need anticipation in our lives. Build it in. Make sure you have things to look forward to 
right now, look at your calendar and say, what am I looking forward to the rest of the year? First quarter, second quarter, have something to look forward to. Number two, we all react. We all have reactions. We can't control all the time, but we can control our response. This week, will you remind yourself when something doesn't go your way and something you don't like, somebody says something and you have a reaction, will you catch yourself and respond the way you want to? Respond in kindness and in love. And number three, we up the optimism this week just a little bit, just 1%. Optimism is contagious. It never hurts. Will you believe in yourself? Have faith that something good is waiting for you. Will you take this mindset this week of optimism and will you metaphorically keep the fork in your right hand or if you're left-handed, your left hand. I should call that wrong-handed. Sorry, left-handed people. Will you keep the fork in your metaphoric hand, the metaphoric fork in your hand this week? Because something good is waiting. Will you believe it? I believe it for you. And I believe that you are limitless. Limitless.